you're tuned in to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to discuss topics related to culture, relationships, self-improvement, and everything in between. The most authentic way of building true connections is by being vulnerable and sharing your own unique perspectives. So let's start right here, right now. Hi everybody, I hope you're all doing amazing. Just a heads up, today I'm recording in full New York City style, so you'll likely hear sirens, buses, people yelling, the guy cutting the grass outside, and the lady upstairs stomping around throughout the duration of this episode. I got a little bit caught up with my schedule this week and wasn't able to record late at night, which I typically do, so I'm recording during the day and everybody's awake and, you know, going about their business and stuff, so yeah, I can't tune them out, obviously, but I just figured... Why not just record like this? This is authentic, right? This gives a vibe. This confirms that I am, in fact, in New York City. And I'm not just pretending, you know? (laughs) So this is actually my first day back in the Bronx because when I flew into New York, one week ago, my boyfriend picked me up and we drove directly to his family's house in Spring Lake. And I stayed there for a week to hang out with them and chill and just like really decompress. And now I'm back in the buggy down Bronx and honestly I'd been a little bit anxious about coming back to the madness because Miami was so chill and Spring Lake was so chill but now that I'm back in the madness I feel inspired I feel like I want to get shit done and hearing the hustle and bustle outside is just it's just reminding me that people are doing things and I need to do things too I need to get work done and there's no more time to chill I'm Well, not just me, but all of us are two months away from starting a whole new year. And we really need to put in the work to close out 2017 with a bang. So I think this is exactly where I need to be right now because I have so many things that I want to do before the end of the year. I have so many new concepts for my website and just things for this podcast. So, yeah, the guy cutting the grass outside is inspiring me to work harder. (laughs) That's so weird, but it's not at the same time. But The only thing that I am not excited about is the catcalling that is destined to go down any day now. I mean, I haven't walked outside yet, so I haven't had the chance to be catcalled, but eh, I'm just like not looking forward to that. I haven't had to deal with stupid men in a while, so I don't know. I may not let it get to me when it happens, but it's likely that I'll still flick them off or send one of them to hell because it's just in my heart I have no tolerance for this shit I don't I don't it makes my blood boil but now that we are here now that we're on this topic why don't we chat about this why don't we chat about sexual harassment sexual assault and what this means for society I think that this is an extremely important conversation that needs to be had and I think that it's starting I think that this is a conversation that is becoming more accepted and it's something that people are not shying away from as much as they used to or ignoring. But before we dive into what I think, let's just define some terms. So sexual assault is a sexual act in which a person is coerced or physically forced to engage against their will or non-consensual sexual touching of a person. Sexual harassment is bullying or coercion of a sexual nature or the unwelcome or inappropriate promise of rewards in exchange for sexual favors. In most modern legal contexts, sexual harassment is illegal. Harassment can include sexual harassment or unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical harassment of a sexual nature. 
It's likely that you've heard these terms thrown around growing up and even more likely that you know someone who has had to deal with sexual assault or harassment themselves. Even further, I do think that some of you may have actually had to deal with this personally and if so, I would just like to start off by saying that I'm sorry that you have had to encounter this. It should have never happened and I'm a firm believer that the good people in society are coming together to stigmatize the sick perpetrators of these acts. So I'm really hoping and praying and working towards trying to build a more wholesome society for the future generations. And I would like to consider myself to be one of those people that is really trying to bring awareness to this because I think this is just terrible. We, we shouldn't be at this place in society anymore. We should have left this a long time ago, but... Over the past few weeks, the media has been covering the actions of Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein. He's the guy that co-founded Miramax Films back in the 70s, and he has been harassing and assaulting female entertainers ever since, bro. One woman came forward with her story, and it opened the floodgates to dozens upon dozens upon dozens of other women saying that they had dealt with something very similar. It's almost like he had a template for what he did and where he did it and how he did it and how he used people to manipulate. It was just insane. This man is a sick-ass fucking guy. Last month, though, in October, after all of the women came forward with, with all of the allegations, Weinstein was actually fired from his company's board of directors and expelled from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. So that is a big win and a big fuck you to any Hollywood big shots that think that they can get away with this too because apparently this guy was you know obviously like the top of the top so if he can come down so can everybody else but because of his powerful status and influence over hollywood over the years everything that he'd done was kept under wraps and unfortunately a lot of people covered his ass it was insane how even i think matt damon was put in a position where he was basically trying to be the middleman between Harvey Weinstein and this lady Jessica Chastain who I guess Harvey Weinstein had you know tried to do something to um Matt Damon actually covered his ass too because he didn't want you know there to be issues or whatever and I'm just like bro everybody's everybody's involved in this circle like why why didn't somebody come forth and and try to out him you know why because of his power and his status and because of who he was and all that shit i mean this entire situation coupled with the real life examples that i've seen on a daily basis and the stories that i have heard from people that i love and that i know have prompted me to ask myself why is sexual assault a thing why are stories of rape and unsolicited sexual advances still prevalent is it correlated to class and status Why don't men believe women when they come forth with claims? How does this social norm change? Is it in the hands of men? Is it in the hands of women? None of these questions are simple enough to answer just by myself. I mean, this is something that is very complex. And the truth of the matter is that the concept of sexual harassment and assault are new. Up until this point, this type of conduct was widely accepted as something that just happened. It wasn't something you talked about. It wasn't something that you brought up. It was just something that people dealt with. For thousands of years, women have had to deal with this and had absolutely no recourse for seeking justice or speaking out. It was just something that they had to accept as their reality, that they had to keep bottled in, that they had to endure. And this trauma is just something that unfortunately has been 
experienced by way too many individuals in our society not just in american society i'm saying all over the world this is something that women especially not saying that men cannot be the victims of sexual harassment or sexual assault but women in particular have had to deal with this for so fucking long and i just think that we're living in a new era and actions like this are obviously beginning to be denounced but even still the remnants of this type of behavior can be found throughout the world and i've thought long and hard about all of this and these are the things that i have come up with this is what i think in terms of the questions that I've asked myself and that I think a lot of people ask themselves regarding this matter. I think that sexual assault is still a thing because the male ego has been propped up since the beginning of time. For men, harnessing sexual desire has never really been a thing. They've just been taught to go after what they want without being taught about consent and respect for others. Most recently, we can look back at the rape and pillaging of Native Americans and Africans by European colonizers on this very land just a few hundred years ago. Their actions were disgusting, but accepted as normal. I think that until men are taught to respect other beings and not treat sex as something they deserve from whoever they set their minds to, this will remain an issue. This will only begin to shift once the conversations at home shift and once men are called out and shamed for their behavior by their peers and a hard line approach is taken at the judicial level when these situations do make it to court. As for the victims of these acts, it's important that they come forward with their stories, but we all have to keep in mind that at times it is extremely difficult for them to do so. Sometimes they're dealing with somebody in their family or an employer who decides whether or not they maintain their livelihood, whether they can pay their mortgage or their rent or feed their children, or fear that they'll be chastised or something they had no control over. And to that, I say that as a society, we need to make it easier for victims to access help. Accessing a way out needs to become promoted. By promoting a way out, not only will the abusers become more aware of the fact that their actions are stigmatized by society, but victims will have an easier path out of the situations that they're in. And I mean, I don't know if this will be solely through nonprofits, but I honestly think that the government should be funding safe housing for victims and putting programs in place to convict perpetrators faster. You know, I don't think that this should be something that is just kind of talked about and that a few select people are trying to make a difference on. It's just something that we as a society need to come together and and put certain things in place where we make this a thing that is not acceptable and that we help these victims as quickly as we possibly can. Because as you've seen throughout the years, some of these situations can escalate and victims can even be killed at the hands of their fucking abusers. So... I think that we should just finally fucking step up and stop, you know, saying that this is just a terrible thing and actually start doing something about it. Talking about this often, making people uncomfortable because it is fucking uncomfortable because it is something that women and men are dealing with all the time. And this isn't something that they should feel shamed for. This is something that the abusers should be shamed for. And yeah, I understand that sometimes this comes from a mental health standpoint, but If that's the case, then yes, we also need to talk about fucking mental health. We need to talk about the fact that that there are tons of people in this country who are dealing with issues who unfortunately take it out on people who unfortunately are in a position where they can't defend themselves against them. And it makes them feel better. It makes them feel more powerful. makes them feel more in control over their own lives by hurting other people. And I think that this is just a massive issue that together, men and women on both sides obviously can come together to address and that we can begin to finally work together on on fixing this 
A few weeks ago, I made an announcement on Instagram inviting anyone to use this platform as a way of sharing their story and their experience with sexual assault or harassment. And I'd like to take this opportunity to share one story that was sent in by Cynthia. At 18, I started one of my first jobs ever, working at a kid's summer camp in Fort Lauderdale. One of the other counselors was a retired NFL player who led the sports and fitness program for our camp. We had been paired up to work together and manage about 20 kids in our group. When the kids were playing, we would sit together and chat and just get to know one another. It started off innocently. He would begin to ask me questions about my boyfriend, my friends, and what I did on the weekends. But about after a week, he started asking me more personal questions, like if I was a virgin or what I would do with my boyfriend when I visited him telling me I looked like a bad girl. He started making me feel more and more uncomfortable. So I told my boss, who was a family friend. He didn't fire him though. He kind of chuckled and said that he would handle it and moved me to another group the following week. When I told one of the women who worked in the office, she said, disappointed, well, of course they wouldn't fire him. He's blank. Then at this new group, I was paired with another older man, maybe in his 40s, who also started making very inappropriate conversations with me. He wasn't shy about it. He wouldn't even whisper the comments to me or say these things when we were alone. He would make them in front of other people. Me, being young, I thought this was normal, so I coped with it the best I could. I would blatantly ignore him and pretend I was reading or just say, I'm not answering you. He would laugh and try to include other male counselors who were around. Most of them wouldn't laugh, though. Maybe they'd smile, but they'd never said, hey, man, leave her alone. So multiple men at my workplace were making me feel uncomfortable on a daily basis. Most people knew about it and no one did anything about it. Again, I was 18 and I didn't know much about anything at all. And I thought I had done the right thing by going to my boss. Fast forward to the end of summer, we took a field trip to the beach with the campers. I didn't dare wear a bikini or even a one-piece bathing suit because I knew it would just spark horrible, inappropriate comments and just general tension that I didn't want from any of my coworkers. I wore the camp uniform, khaki Bermuda shorts, khaki Bermuda shorts just above the knee and a loose fitting t-shirt with the camp logo. They still made inappropriate comments and this time one of them even groped me and laughed. I remember feeling so helpless and disgusted. It honestly made me feel dirty, like I had done something wrong. That's the saddest part for girls to whom this happens. Once the summer was over, I found another job and I never looked back. Situations like Cynthia's happen all of the time where there's a person that for whatever reason has a certain status that almost seems untouchable and he can get away with shit that shouldn't be accepted. And just like the other guys that were part of that camp, a lot of times people still don't say anything. Men don't say anything and everybody just kind of accepts this as a norm. And I think that that is... The issue here is that, you know, when we see that somebody is a victim to something that is obviously not okay, we have to find the courage to speak up on their behalf. A a lot of times the victims don't know what to do and they don't know where to go and they don't know how they can fucking get out of the situation. But if you're witnessing something terrible and you're witnessing that somebody is being assaulted or harassed or something, you need to fucking say something. You need to because by you knowing that this is happening and actually not doing anything about it and staying quiet, you're part of the issue here because you're basically consenting to the fact that this is taking place. And I understand that a lot of situations are very difficult, but if you don't want to approach a situation alone, you could find a way to 
to do something with other people or to challenge somebody with support. And I think that it's time that we begin sticking up for each other and stop fucking accepting this as a as something that just happens. We're shifting into a new time in our existence and in society. I think people are becoming more mindful, although when you look at the news and you see what's going on in the world, sometimes it's very difficult to think so, but we are shifting and I think people are becoming more aware of their power. And right now, what we can do to support victims of sexual assault and harassment and situations like this is to be supportive and to show them that we are here for them and that we do have their best interests in mind. So yeah, that's what I think about this. And I I don't have all the answers, like I said, and I've tried to think about this long and hard, but even then I know that I am nowhere near resolving this by myself. And this is just what I think right now. And, you know, as the years go on, I, I may have another episode where I can provide further information or updates or something, you know, and um, I just feel like right now this is something that we need to talk about and this is just my way of chatting and kind of making this a thing and reminding you that this is still an issue and that we have a long way to go. So yeah, if you have any suggestions about what anybody can do regarding these situations or if you have any thoughts about this or if you have any advice that you'd like to share put it out there I mean you don't have to share with me necessarily I mean you're more than welcome to but you can share it with those around you with those that are in your community with those that you feel can help you make a difference so I suggest that you do that I really advise that you do that and I think that Next time that you find yourself in a situation where you can speak out, you need to close your eyes, you need to dig deep, and you need to pull out that courage to help. Because the only way that this is going to change is if we collectively make a difference and we begin calling people out and, and doing something about it and not being complicit. I want to leave you all with a quote by Zeke Thomas. It's, Everyone heals in their own time and in their own way. The path isn't always a straight line and you don't need to go it alone. I wanted to share that one because if there are any of you who are still dealing with any kind of trauma or any kind of experience in the past that has put you in a bad place regarding this, I just want you to know that you're not alone and that there are people out there like me who will listen and who will try to get you help if you need it and that we're trying to make this world a little better so thank you guys for tuning in we will chat next week and i'm just sending you all lots of love let's try to make this world a better place together please 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 and more please that was this week's episode i really hope you all enjoyed it if there's anything you would like to chat about send an email to chats at catlantigua.com and i'll make sure to get back to you you can keep up with me in between episodes by following Kat Lant XO, that's C-A-T-L-A-N-T-X-O, on Twitter and Instagram. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'm sending you all lots of love, light, and good vibes. We'll chat next week.